But um, nine months down the road, you're uh, you got booked to headline a show. You're you're gonna do like forty five minutes in town. Uh, yeah, it's in Austin. What's the name of the show? The show's called. Uh, the Grin Factory. <laughs> <laughs> the Grin Factory. Yep. <laughs> Is it a good show? It's kind of it's kind of a weird show, you know. It's just like the the clientele's pretty strange. Like the the place is pretty strange. The part of town is pretty strange. Like it's just like it's just kind of unsettling. Okay. You know. Well, like what's so strange about everything? It's in this uh, part of town called Softville. <laughs> oh no. Softville. Yeah. When you um you follow the Black Star, you go to Softville. <laughs> when you get into Softville, in the middle of town, there's all these people that are just like surrounding this giant. Like twelve foot tall gargoyle statue. <laughs> People are like lighting candles at its base. Yeah. Um, you swear you see a lady like cut her palm with her with a knife and just wring her hand out over its oh. feet. Uh, one guy takes a he's got a lean cuisine and he just present <laughs> he just like lays it at the feet and <laughs> lean cuisine. Yeah, it's all he can really afford. Um, okay, he's just got an extra couple of them laying around. There's been a couple sales on lean cuisines lately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, because of Trump's tariffs, like the U.S. just has like a surplus of like uh, like crops, you know, so so farmers are like selling them at a super cheap rate. It allows these these big manufacturing companies to, to buy it all up and they can produce these frozen meals as like super cheaper than they ever could before. And they're just flooding the stores in them. So stores are just selling them out, dude. They're like 77 cents a piece. You know? Oh jeez! So he like lays one at the feet of of the gargoyle, and you hear him like uh, mutter a name in a language that's probably been lost to time. Sure. And uh, he says, "Please forgive me. <laughs> I'll never forget you." Oh no! And then he turns around, and he walks back home. He's not wearing shoes. So you uh, you go into Softville. You go to the Grin Factory. The Grin Factory, right? It's uh, it's okay. I mean, the set's fine. You know. It's in this. It's in this like bar restaurant called um, Flies Fish and Chips. Yeah, it's run by this dude named uh, Fly a Flyman. Fly Flyman. Yeah, is Fly his real name or? Um, you don't really know. Some people say it is. Yeah. Some people say it isn't. Yeah, that's how it works. So you go to Fly's Fish and Chips. You get uh, you know, he's like, he's like, hey, we'll give you, you get fifty bucks. You get a, a basket of fish and chips. You can get a Coca Cola, you know, if you want. Do they not serve beer? Not to performers. Not while you're on. Not while you're on the job. What? Yeah. Fly's like, look. Not while, not while you're doing business here. Okay. Okay, like fine. You know, he's kind of sure. an old school restaurant owner like that. Like a lot of nights he's back in the kitchen. Really? Know, battering. Cutting uh, chips. Reading the newspaper so he can line the basket with it. He reads <laughs> every <laughs> single piece of newspaper that they use in that restaurant. He's yeah. like, I'm not putting this down for my, for my customers unless my eyes have seen it first. What if there's some smut in that newspaper. What if? And to this point, no smut. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank goodness he's done a good job. 
He's got a reputation to uphold. Okay. Fly so, Flyman does. Fly Flyman. So he uh Is it who else is on the show with me? It's you, uh Danny Goodwin, uh, and then the host is Fly's son, uh David Flyman. He just started doing stand up, you know. Is he any good? No. Oh, okay. But his dad's got a restaurant, you know what sure. I mean? So he's got people there, he's gonna tell some jokes. How's the rest the, does he do okay? No, doesn't he you know? No, he's not good. What about Danny? He eats shit. Yeah, he eats shit real bad. Pick it up, Danny. Yeah. He's been on a he's had a rough ride lately. So <laughs> you do the Grin Factory, terrible show. Um <laughs> you order your fish and chips, he gives you like some malt vinegar, you get a Coca-Cola. Yeah. You know? You uh, you sit down at the, they have like these long like long, like cafeteria style tables, but they're just like beautiful mahogany. Okay. You can almost swear that you smell like the the sea breeze floating on the air. Nice. Almost like you're in Jolly O England. Sitting at a pub, you know? Eating some fish and fucking chips. Sure. You look around, not a lot of people in the restaurant. You put the malt vinegar on the on the fish. Bring it to your mouth and you bite into it. And I got to be honest with you, Pat. It's the best fish and chips you've ever had in your whole fucking life. Wow. And that might not sound like a lot, but you've been into fish and chips a lot lately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You discovered that uh, deep down in your psyche, when you were uh, <clears throat> five years old, you had a traumatic experience at a grocery <laughs> store where you're, you ran away from your parents, yeah. like in the grocery store, okay. and they found you. You were just standing in the frozen food aisle, just staring at the Morton's guy, or you know the you saw yeah. like Gord, Gordon's. Sure. And ever since oh, Gordon, then, okay, yeah. ever since then, you've been just like, he's been like a guiding light in your life. What does that mean? I mean, I don't really know. That's just what you and the therapist you see talk about, how the Gordon's fisherman is just like a beacon for you to always find home with, you know? That's how you put it. Okay. So that is you get fucking weird. in your adult life, you get pretty into fish and chips, just trying to find like to fill that that lighthouse shaped hole in your heart of where the Gordon's fisherman used to reside. He's just not there anymore. You're just not feeling it. Oh no. So you get into fish and chips to fill that void, and these are primo. Hold on. So since I was five, yeah, I've been eating obsessively eating fish and chips no you when since you've been five since you ran away that day but this happened at age five yeah you ran away when you were five and they found you just like catatonic in the frozen food <laughs> aisle okay. looking at the gordon's fisherman guy and ever since that point he's been just like a guiding force in your life sort of subconsciously you've only really discovered in your later years through, oh, like, okay. intense therapy um but now you're like trying to make up for lost time and you just kind of lost the spark and you're trying to find that spark again through fish and chips that and these so are bad. fantastic, right? Okay. You've never had it like this. The malt vinegar is perfectly balanced. It's expertly seasoned. It's crispy when you bite into it, but soft and pillowy fish underneath. <laughs> Every single chip. It's like you're it's like you're walking along a pier, you know? Just looking down in the water, seeing those fish swimming around. You just swear that you're there. It's just, it's a freeing feeling. And and the the fries are good. Uh, I'm sorry, they're chips. Okay, so you know, fish and chips is normally fish and fries. Yeah, but it's, it's fish and chips, Pat. <laughs> so it's fish and actual chips. No, it's fish and it's the dish, fish and chips. 
Yeah, that's French fries. Yeah, it's different than French fries. Okay. And if if you in like a year from now heard you say that, you pull that butterfly knife out of your sock and stab your own self in the throat. What? You feel so... You feel like fish and chips is the most underrated cuisine in the United States. It doesn't get nearly the respect it deserves. And well, no. And that it's more than just French fries. It's an ideology. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm saying that you're really into fish and chips, <laughs> and these are fantastic. <laughs> so you do the... So are they chips or are they fries? I don't understand it's this. It's fish and chips. The traditional dish, fish and chips. I don't know how the fuck you, you don't get it. Well, you think... Whereas you think chips are fries, I'm telling you that they're not. They're potato chips? No, Pat, they're fucking chip. They're fish and chips. Okay. It's the dish fish and chips. All right. Right? Whatever you want to call it, we both know what it is. <laughs> I can't believe this. You'd be so mad at yourself if you're... All right. So you do, you do the show. You eat the fish and chips. <laughs> you walk out, and a man, oh, no. a man approaches you. Yeah. And he goes... Hey, I, I just saw you. I just saw you do the show, man. You were so funny. Thank you. He was. Is this your first time doing the show here? Is this your first time to Softville? Um, <coughs> yes, I believe so. He was. Have you ever seen the statue? He was. I mean, he was like everybody asks about it. Yeah, I saw it when I was like driving in, but not, I don't think I was like up close. He's like, it, it's like our big attraction. He goes, everybody gets their picture taken in front of it, kind of like the Bean, you know, in Chicago. Okay. He was. You want a picture in front of it? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? So you go to the statue. It's like this beautifully ornately carved, like twelve foot tall gargoyle statue. Wow! It's just snarling. It looks mean as shit. Jeez! You put your hand on its on its foot, and uh, the guy takes your picture, and he goes, "Thank you for doing this." By the way, he goes, "We all have to get a a stranger to photo get a photograph with the gargoyle. That's how we're allowed to stay." So he goes, cheese, what? and you smile. You have like a what look on your face, and he snaps the picture. It's not a good photo. As soon as he snaps that picture, just like the the heavens open up, you hear a thunderclap, and a lightning strikes the gargoyle Jeez. as your hand is on its foot. Time passes. What? You wake up in a hospital bed, a doctor standing over you, and he goes, Pat, my goodness, you've been out for three days. Jeez. Because you were touching the gargoyle statue in Softville. Lightning struck it. And frankly, we're, we're lucky to have you. Oh, wow. He goes, you've got some burns on your body. It's probably going to hurt for a little while. Because like your mobility long? is going to be limited. He goes, I, I, I don't know. You know. Probably a couple weeks. Like You're, you're going to need to stay off your feet. All right. He goes, but this is what's for the best. He goes, I'm glad you're awake. Well, how do you feel on pain-wise? You hurt pretty bad. You tell him he gives you some more drugs. You okay. feel a little bit better. So you um you kind of fall asleep, right? You wake up in the middle of the night. You look out, you see a full moon. You don't feel any pain. You kind of like get out and step out of bed and you feel like your toes hit the floor and you hear like a kind of like a clink. You look down, you got long, thick toenails that are curved into a point. Oh fuck. You look in the window. Yeah. You see your reflection. You see these two wings what? in the window. Your skin looks jet black. Oh, shit. 
You feel like the fangs in your mouth. You, know? <laughs> you look down at your hands. Yeah. Your arms are just muscular, vascular. Okay. You have claws. That could just tear the side of, out, off of a, off of a cow. You know what I mean? Just yeah. rip it to shreds. Okay. You know it. It's an odd way to put it. You open up the window. You feel the cool air on your face. And you just want to fly through the night. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a gargoyle. I mean, I don't know what you are. But so you, uh, okay. What would you do? Would you? Would you? I would. That sounds tight as fuck. Would you take flight? I jump out that window and I, re- I release the wings and I soar. That's probably not, yeah, whatever. So yeah. You, uh, you jump out. You, uh, you're not really sure how your body works. You're like four flights up. Um, just before you hit the ground face first, you manage to get your wings out, but by then. You know, it's too late. So you land face first, what? four stories down. You're lying there on the ground, and your body hurts, but it you're like, I'm going to have to get used to this. You know what I mean? You're not familiar with how this body works. So you manage to like- So I'm not freaking out at all at the fact that- I Oh, you're freaking hurt. out. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're definitely freaking out. Because this like, is profoundly upsetting. So you, you like, you're terrified. Nobody can see you like this. So you like walk out, you get in your car, you put on a baseball cap. You go home. I drive home as a gar in a gargoyle body. I mean, what else? What other choice do you have? I don't you know. Can't, you don't know how to fly yet. You know what I mean? So you get home the next day. You spend all day like researching like how to fly, and it pulls up that <laughs> that Foo Fighters video, <laughs> learn to fly. You yeah. watch it like three times, and you're like, man, this is pretty. This is underrated as like, you know, a comedic work. <laughs> Why would I watch? I would. I watched it three times in a row. I didn't say in a row. Oh, so you're like, this is you know, what? this is underrated. Yeah. So you uh, you kind of like. Are practicing a motion of flying with like flexing your back in a certain way. So hold on. So when I get home, are my roommates here? Uh no, you you live alone. Why? I mean, you just don't live with them anymore. Why? You got tired of your shit. What? I didn't. All right, they moved out. Where do they live now? Um, Norman, Oklahoma. <laughs> Why? I mean, they didn't want to live with you anymore. They left the state. All right. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. That's just the order of events. Okay. Just curious. So you're living alone. As like the sun comes up, all of your gargoyle features kind of go away and you're just regular Pat again. Am I still all burned up? No. Really? Oh, the, hell the yeah. The gargoyle has, I was not uh, looking has, he- to has healed most of your wounds. You still hurt from the fall, the four story fall. Sure. You, uh, you kind of spend that day like thinking about like how am i going to do this like logistically like how can i do this where do i need to go to be able to do this safely and you uh you drive outside of austin you're driving an hour outside of town you find an old deserted theme park it was called (laughs) tony's thrills oh yeah it's a theme park one hour outside of austin it ran for like two summers really fucking dangerous Couple kids died. A couple people made babies. It shut down pretty quickly. There's a big government standoff there. Nobody what? talks about it anymore. Yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot of shit that happened. So you go to Tony's Thrills, Jeez. and you climb to the tip top of one of their rides called the uh, Quake and Bacon. <laughs> it was a roller coaster. Then the cart was just like a strip of bacon. <laughs> so it looked like bacon just like flying flying around the track. That fucking sucks. <laughs> People so swore bad. that it would go so fast you could hear it sizzling. Oh. That's so stupid. Yeah, I mean, I'm just telling you what what they said. Sure. So you climb to the top of the Quake and Bacon. <laughs> you wait for the you wait for nightfall. Yeah. You sit up top, you kind of come to again, and you're just perched. 
at the top. <laughs> Wait, hold on. So I climbed up there before I turned into. Yeah, a- you were trying to get in position. <laughs> I fell asleep or something. I mean, I don't know what happened. You just kind of come to when, right. when nightfall comes, and you're perched atop the quake and bacon, and you feel like quake and bacon. You feel like the uh, you feel like your wings again on your back. You try to take flight again. Still, you don't know what's going on. Yeah, you plant face first. <laughs> Damn. You wake up, you go back home. You're like, I need. I have no idea. Like this, I'm pretty discouraged. You're a bad gargoyle. You're just not good at it. Well, yeah, and it's ruining your life. Okay. So you go to an Applebee's. You're like I'm gonna go get lunch. Think about how to fucking handle this. Yeah, I don't even know like what to do. What'd you get at Applebee's? Um, I probably just get like a burger. <laughs> I'd probably get a ba- I'll get a bacon cheeseburger with um. Pepper jack cheese, uh, tomatoes, yeah. grilled onions, jalapenos, bacon. Side of french fries. Yeah. Ketchup. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, yeah, of course. So the uh, the burger comes out. You're just kind of like staring at the TV, watching whatever like ESPN2 thing they have on there. You know, just kind of like, how the fuck? Yeah. What am I going to do? You got to take a bite. And the moment that your teeth break the surface of that bun. No. You just hear, hey, Pat. Fuck. Hey, Pat. <sighs> Pat. What? It's me, Bill the Dill. <laughs> I'm here to help you out of your pickle. <laughs> I know who you are. You hear the you hear the sound coming from inside the burger. <laughs> you you remove the layers one by one, and you see just a pickle chip on the bottom bun. Yeah. You look at it, and you see like the seeds are like where the eyes are, you know, and it's just got a big row of seeds for a mouth. And he says, "Hey, Pat, down here, buddy." You kind of like wipe your eyes. You look back, and the second time you see him, he's got like a big cartoon smile that sort of extends outside of its frame. Yeah. His eyes look like googly eyes. At the tip, tip, top of that pickle chip is just a thick, jet, black pompadour. The thought of you getting a comb through that thing, you'd have a better chance fisting your own ass. (laughs) Whoa. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not very flexible. No, I'm not. But it just looks impossible to do. He's wearing a leather jacket. Yeah. You can see that the arms are moving, but there's no, he doesn't have arms. It's a pickle. <laughs> he's got a, so he's got a, it's a pickle with a leather jacket and, and a th- thick jet black pompadour. Okay. And he goes, Pat. Yeah. I heard about the gargoyle thing. Sounds fun. <laughs> Who could you possibly have heard that from? He goes, Oh, the folks in the pickle clan. He goes on to tell you he's part of the pickle clan, which is an intelligence network. Anywhere there's a pickle, anywhere in the world, spear, chip, Whole, I know. Jumbo. Anywhere there's a pickle, it can see what's happening. It can observe what's happening and upload all that information to a neural network shared with pickles all across the world. So he knows you're a gargoyle, dude. Right. Okay. He knows that you fell from the tip, tip top of the quake and bacon. Okay. There wasn't a pickle anywhere near me when I did that. There's a, there's a burger stand there at uh, Terry's Thrills. There was a burger stand that they had there, like a kitchen that would serve hamburgers. And when they closed, they closed in such a rush that they didn't get rid of all the shit. 
So there's just like a five-gallon drum of dill pickles inside that burger stand. <laughs> right. And it saw through the open window, you perched atop the quake and bacon. All right. Well, so what do you want? He goes, I can get rid of your, your gargoyle thing. That'd goes, be great. You just got to do one thing for me. What's that? He goes on to tell you that there's been a man killing people all over Austin. He, uh, they, they know where he's staying. They know how uh, the company he keeps. He goes on to tell you, if you can take care of this guy for you, he'll make you whole again. He'll remove the gargoyle thing, and you can just go back to your normal life. Okay. Would you do it? Yes. So he gives you, uh, he gives you an address. It's a Holiday Inn. Right off of I-35. <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. It's a, you're hunting after a man called the Sneezing Killer. <laughs> what he does is he <laughs> he uh, he roams around like Austin, and he carries a full package of tissues in his pocket, like a like a like a little travel pack. And anytime he hears anyone sneezing, it throws him into a violent rage, and he wraps the little pack around their mouth and he suffocates them. So he's just out preying on people with allergies. That sucks. He's killed seven people so far, and Jeez. who knows? You know, everybody's got little pocket tissues, you know? So you drive to the Holiday Inn. He gives you the room number. Room 414. Is it still a full moon out? Yeah. Okay, so I'm in gargoyle form. Well, I mean, it's like a full moon tonight. Okay, so I'd wait for the night. Yeah. And I'd wait to become a gargoyle when okay. the full moon's out. Because... I would imagine I have vastly increased strength in gargoyle form. Yeah, I mean, you've just fallen twice. Yeah, but I can punch. I mean, it doesn't, I'm not sure. going mean, to fly. You I'm just going to walk. Yeah. I'm going to walk around. As I park okay. at the, at the it, was, it was a Hilton? Uh, Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn. I park there and I wait for the full moon. So you sit in the parking lot of the Holiday Inn. You go inside beforehand. You get a couple of those cookies out of the lobby. Get yourself a little uh, lemon water. <laughs> you know, to pass the time. <laughs> So you sit, uh, you sit in the parking lot. You wait for full moon to come. You're kind of like parked away from everybody. Bill the Dill told you uh, the make and model and license plate of the sneezing killer's car. What is it? The make and model. He, yeah. he drives a PT Cruiser. It's a purple PT Cruiser. License plate eight six seven five three zero eight. That. All right. This guy sucks so bad. I mean, a lot of allergies here. So you see this purple PT Cruiser pull in. He's uh, playing uh, REO Speedwagon. <laughs> He's got all the windows down. Yeah. You see him like finish out one of the songs. Oh, so he's, he parks and stays there? Yeah. He, yeah, loves, he just I, fucking loves. I do that. So he, you see the windows roll up. You see him walk inside. He's got like a Walmart bag in his hand, swinging it back and forth. Looks pretty happy. It looks to be filled with those little pocket tissues. Oh, no. That motherfucker. You kind of observe him in the lobby. You see him take the elevator. What do you do? I follow him. Full moon comes. I run quickly. I haven't mastered flying, but I imagine I'm faster as a gargoyle. So <clears throat> I just run up the stairs after him. Well, he takes an elevator. Oh, right. I take the next elevator. Up. So you, you walk into uh, the Holiday Inn in gargoyle form. Uh, there's a child in the swimming pool that sees you through a window and just shits. You see, you see this kid like in the swimming pool, and you just see a brown cloud. Gross! Just emanate it from out behind him. Sorry, bud. 
But other than that, it's pretty quiet. It's pretty late. So you take the elevator up fourth floor. Yeah. You go to room 414. What do you do? I walk over to the to the apart the uh, hotel room. Yeah, and I bash down that fucking door. I throw my entire being into that. I try hit it with my shoulder. So you bash down the door. You see him standing there, like putting all these uh, these little pocket things up and into into like a backpack. What do you do? I run at him and I slash his throat. You take your gargoyle claws and run it across his throat. Blood just splatters everywhere. You almost take his head off. Yeah. Like you don't know your own strength. Wow. It's like, uh, it's, it's unlike anything you've ever known. I say to him, Bill the Dill sends his regards. He clutches at his bleeding throat, falls to the floor, right on top of all those, uh, those little tissues. No blood gets on the carpet. Those tissues absorb all of it. <laughs> so he, you, you leave, you go back home, right? <clears throat> what do you do? I go back home and I, I, I guess I probably just try to go to sleep. So you go to sleep, you I'm wake free up. Free of the curse. 10 a.m. There's no curse, right? Nice. What do you do then? Uh, I guess if I'm free of that, I'd probably celebrate. I'd probably go get something nice to eat. So you go back. Uh, you go back to Applebee's. You order another burger, same way you did before. Yeah. You look around. As soon as that burger comes, you kind of open the bun, and you see almost like Bill the Dill wakes up, like he wasn't kind of expecting you. Uh, he goes, "Oh, Pat. Oh, thank you. You feel better today, buddy? I feel fucking great, Bill. I think I was wrong about you." He goes, "What do you mean? Nothing." He goes, "You can tell me." I, I, you're just, you're the worst character on the show. He just kind of goes, <laughs> he goes, you're silly, Pat. Right. He goes, well, I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear you're feeling better. Thank you. Thank you for helping out the pickle clan. Yep. I'll see you around, buddy. <laughs> Goodbye. You blank. It's a regular pickle again. I take the pickle out and I, <clears throat> I don't eat it. I feel like that. I don't know what just, I would feel really weird. You go to touch it and he goes, it's okay to eat me, Pat. I like it. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, then I fucking bite into that burger. I take the biggest bite I can. When you take a bite, you bite that pickle in half, and you swear that you, he just goes, hmm. Ah. So you, you take a bite. You eat the rest of your food, right? You go home. Nightfall comes. You go to bed. You set your alarm for like 2 in the morning. You wake up. No gargoyle. You're like, okay. It's your first night sleeping. You're good to go. Cool. So you end up... uh freeing yourself of that curse of the gargoyle you spend the next like six seven years just doing stand-up eventually uh you kind of outgrow it he gets tired of you you get tired of it you just never get any success Jeez. you um you sort of lose touch with all your friends you talk to your family on occasion but you really isolate yourself from the whole world why i, I don't know it just is what happens when you get rid of a thing that that's like your identity, you know, yeah, I guess you kind of lose who you are. And one day you, um, you go to the grocery store, spending a lot of time alone. You're wandering out looking for something to eat. You go to the frozen food aisle and you stop right in front of those Gordon fish sticks. And you see that man in the yellow slicker. <laughs> yeah. Just smiling at you from the box. T 
tears just stream down your face. Wow. You just keep crying in the middle of that grocery store. You never stop crying. What? You cry all the liquid out of your body. You dehydrate yourself to the point that you collapse. Come and you on. die in the middle of no, the frozen come food on. aisle. <laughs> you cried yourself to death. <laughs> you cried yourself to death. You cried all the tears out of your body. Then you started crying blood. And people were like, what the fuck? And it was just all the fluid in your body. You just cried it all out. That fucking <laughs> sucks. You cried yourself to death in front of the Gordon's fish aisle. <laughs> you cried yourself to death, Pat. Great. <laughs> you fucking bitch. Why well, I, I alright. You just gave up the gargoyle thing immediately. You didn't even try to learn how to use it. No, you, I don't need a gargoyle. Okay. I thought at first you said it was pretty sweet, but you just it turned was out to sweet, be a little, but it, little child that cried himself to death in front of a frozen fish aisle. Cool. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that happened. You cried yourself to death. I get it. I heard you. Okay. Yeah. 